You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Recorded live. Hey, God bless, God bless. We welcome everyone, the young men, women, God's worldwide ministry tonight. As we will be opening up our Bible study, and we're going into the book of Galatians, the first chapter. So we ask y'all to please join us as we walk through this word tonight. This is an open form Bible study, so everybody's everybody is invited to share in this word tonight. Uh, we're looking forward to Father God, we thank you once again for letting us come into your word. Father God, we thank you for all the things you have done, you shall do, and you will do. But most of all, God, we just thank you for being God all by yourself. Father God, we thank you for waking us up on due time this morning. Touch us with the thing of love to be able to go on in the word of God. And Father God, we ask you tonight to open up our mind, body, souls, and our spirits to receive your word in a powerful and mighty way. And Father God, we ask you to bind any spirit. We praise you, Father God. And we ask you to come down up your throne and come and sit in your word with the man and a woman of God who teaches the word tonight. That we may be here, we may be to hear something that we need to hear, and something that will be uplifting to our spirit. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, and we exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, we thank everyone for joining us tonight and being here with us on the call. We just ask y'all to wait as we're waiting for we're waiting for Pastor Nadine to show up. And as soon as she comes, we will go into the Word of God, and we just we just thanking everybody as we wait patiently. And if she's not hearing a few, then I will open up the Word of God in the name of Jesus. Again, this is an open mic, I mean, open form Bible study. So, we just ask all y'all as we wait on Pastor Nadine Washington to show up. 
we will go on and open up our Bible study. And we ask you all to please join us in this sharing the word with us tonight. We're in Galatians, the first chapter. We'll give her a few more minutes. If not, then I will go on and we'll start our Bible study. To God be the glory. I hope everybody had a nice and wonderful and blessed day today. Um, I tell you, if we allow God to be God, God will do some things in our lives. Because God is moving to make changes and to do things to bring us into a better place in him. Again, we're trying to wait on Pastor Nate. They're going to we're going to go on and and open this up in a few minutes because I don't like to keep nobody waiting. Amen, amen. Well, if she comes, we'll let her take over. We want to start with the greeting of Paul. Paul opened up the book of Galatians, and he said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Galatians. And now Paul did one thing. He identified who he was. Paul turned around and told you who was with him. And the thing that he said, it wasn't by his will that he was coming, but it was by the will of God. He said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, he let you know who he was an apostle of. Then he said, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints, Faithful brethren in Christ who are in Galatians. We always want to understand who the person in Scripture is talking to, and tonight, and tonight Paul opens up with a with an elegant greeting. He lets us know who he is, who's with him, who sent him, and then he turns around and lets you know one thing that who. He came to talk to. He said, grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. In his greeting, he also lets you know that there was grace from God, the Father, and Jesus Christ. So the power of God and the power of Jesus Christ is going to be with him as he goes to start his conversation with the church of Galatians, and he opens up to talk to them about their faith in Christ. Tonight, we want to just 
talk to you about your faith in Christ. He said, we give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. And this is what I love about Paul. Paul lets people know when he comes to them that I'm always have y'all in my prayer. It's one thing that we need to know, that all those that fellowship with us, all those that are friends and families, we need to always keep them in our prayer. Because when they say, they say, evangelist, pray for me, or prophet, pray for me, you can say, I'm always praying for you. Because this is what Paul can always say to them, I'm always praying for you. He goes on to say, since we heard of your faith in Christ, Jesus, and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which, which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. So he, 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 he stands here and he, and he lets them know that he's heard of the faith that they have in, in Christ Jesus and that they're, they're exercising their faith on the word of God, okay? And as they exercise themselves on the word of God, they're also, hallelujah, they're also right now knowing that this, as they exercise it, there's a place in heaven for them. I think, I think our teacher's here. <laughs> running late, running late overseas. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. I'll just go out and I'll let you start at verse nine and carry on. Okay. Okay. Let me okay. get my And and he lo- he says because of the hope which you which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. So. They're exercising everything about being faithful to Christ because of the hope that has been poured out to them in the word of God. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. And, and there's nothing more elegant to understand about that there's a hope in heaven that you make it. Amen. There's a hope that you make it because there's nothing saying that you're going to make it right now, but by the way you live and by the way you walk is only one that brings the fulfillment of the hope that God has in heaven. And why he said this, if some of you know scripture, God said, I wish that everybody could be saved. God had a hope for everybody that he created to be with him. Amen. Inside of this hope, Paul is letting them know that this hope reigns in heaven for them. Amen. Amen. He goes on to say, which has come to you as it has also in all the world. And this is what he's talking about God, because in the scripture, God says, I wish that everybody would be saved. God, God has a hope that that, that he, he just hoped that everybody would be walk with him and be with him in the heavenly in that, in that heavenly place. 
at the end, that place that Jesus said that I wasn't prepare a place for you. Because at my father's house, there are many mansions. And God was hoping that you would be the partaker of that hope of you being saved, that you would be with him one day. Amen. And he goes on to say, and is bringing forth fruit. As it also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God and truth. Come on, let's talk about the fruit. What fruit is he talking about is bringing? Somebody help me. Come on. Y'all got to know what fruit. Y'all are not babies in Christ, and you know since you've been in the body of Christ and you've been walking in the Word, what fruits have God let spring out of you that you have seen be birthed out of you or have grown on your, 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 your salvation tree that, that gave you the faith to be really walking with God? Because if you ain't seen no fruits, then, then you ain't really got no faith. And I know I ain't on this line by myself. So y'all that's on this line, that if you can't tell me your fruits, that means you can't see them. Because one thing about you being able to to know your fruits, because your fruits is a part of your testimony. You know? Because your fruits are the things that are produced out of your faith. And ain't nobody on this line, God ain't healed you before. That, that, that when God, you needed some money and didn't know where it was coming from, that God didn't make it show up out of nowhere. And those are the products of your fruit. And you got to understand that, that that these are the things that spring out of your faith. Because the things that come out of your faith are the fruits that God has shown you. And if you ain't got no fruits, you need to go do an examination on yourself. Because there ain't nobody on this line that don't have no fruits. All right. Amen. 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 And knew the grace of God and truth. And and he's letting you know that, that you knew your fruits as you heard the word and you and you walked in the grace of God. What did God give you as a fruit inside of your grace? What is grace? Where are you at? Where what is grace? I am I anyone that just came on the line, I am in the fifth verse. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Galatians, Galatians, the first chapter. Oh, my God. I mean, Galatians or Galatians? Galatians. Okay, because I'm like, wait a minute now. I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm like, okay. Galatians, Galatians. I'm sorry, I said Galatians by mistake. I meant to say Galatians. Galatians, the first chapter, I'm in the fifth verse. Okay, all right. I'm there. And and he's letting you know here, and I'm in the sixth verse. He he says, which has come to you as, as it has also in the world. And bringing forth fruit as it also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God and truth. As you knew the grace of God. Who doesn't know the, the grace of God? What is the grace of God in your life? When you get when you get when you do things, when you get away with stuff that you're supposed to. When you get away with what you're supposed to, God shows you grace. Amen. That's great. one way. That's one way. He allows you. He shows you grace, but not but not bringing wrath against you. He allows you to do this, the things that he doesn't want you to do. He allows you to go forth and do it without bringing his wrath down on you. Amen. He gives you grace at that moment. He gives you grace for the ungodly, sinful, sinful things that you do. That mess that you in. Amen. 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 And and that's so. And that is it. But there's one word that, that, that describes the fruit and the grace that you know. What y'all and, and, and y'all say it all the time. When you first heard of the word grace and it was told to you, what was the word grace told to you? What is it? It ain't nothing you work for. Because it tells you that. No. Grace is it's not favor. something you work for. It's favor. I'm going to give it to you all because y'all going to stop broadcasting. The answer is grace is the unmerited favor of God. I just said that, Pastor. Oh, I didn't hear you. I, I didn't hear you. It wasn't clear enough. <laughs> let, me, let me put it a little closer. And yeah. I'll just turn the phone up because it's not up because yeah. I just come out of class. Uh-huh. Grace <laughs> is the unmerited favor of, of God. Unmerited favor. That that God gave you to this, gave it to you, not because of who you are, not because of what you did, because of the love of God, he gave you favor. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the seventh verse, it says, as you also learned from Ibrahim, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to you, to us, your love and in the spirit. So now now Paul is letting them know that one thing, and, and, and I want you people on this line that's in, in, in leadership positions or walking with, with a title over your name. He told them that it was because of one of his disciples that ministered to them that they were able to know this. This is your job, to go out and minister. Do you know 
I just like I went out today, I ministered. I took the bus today, and and and, and a lady and the bus driver. She showed me favor because they didn't give me a transfer to transfer from one bus to the other bus, and she said, you know what, you ain't had this long enough, and you're going back, because I went somewhere and took care of the business real quick, and I was going back, and uh-huh. she, said they didn't, she said they didn't give you a transfer. She said, but you know what, I'm going to let you go on, and you go ahead and sit down. Cause they should have, but she said, from now on, if you ride the bus, make sure they give you a transfer. I said, all right, thank you. That was the favor of God. Amen. Because she could have made me pay all over again. But let me show let me show you what yo what when favor comes to you, how you pour out the fruits of God. I got I got ready to get off the bus and I said, Let me give you one of my cards. Right? If anyone come on the line, we're in Galatians, the first chapter, and we down to the seventh book. Galatians. Galatians. I'm sorry, Galatians. No, excuse me, Galatians. I keep saying Galatians. Galatians, Galatians. The the first chapter, and we're in the seventh verse. Thank you. You're Good evening. Good evening. Now, here we are that the lady showed me favor, okay? And as I was in on the board, I said, let me give her a card for her showing me some favor, tell her we're on the prayer line on Monday and Wednesday and Thursday night, and she could come join us if she want prayer or anything. And I told her that, and the lady said, you know what, I'm going through hell right now. Can you, I need, she said, she just said, I need prayer right now. I said, let's pray. Amen. And the bus driver came from behind the, the uh, uh, steering wheel, and she stood there, and I was able to pray for her. And in that Amen. prayer, in that prayer, the words that I spoke ministered to her need and her desire of what was going on in her life. And this is something that you got to do, what Paul is talking about here, and I'm going to read it to you again, what Paul says, as you also learn from Abanasa, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to you to us, your love in the spirit. Amen. Amen. That that is you. That is you. You should be going out ministering to people that they know who Christ Jesus is. I sat on that. I, I rode the bus, and I sat on the bus. And I, ain't, I ain't talking to nobody. Do you know people just started talking to me? Mm, mm-mm-mm. I didn't know them people. I ain't never rode the bus down here in Florida before. And the day I got on the bus, and them people, and an old man said, where you from? And me and him started talking. And then? Then on my way back. Just because I talked to him on my way going, on my way back here, this bus driver showed me favor that I didn't have to pay to go back because they because they didn't, they didn't give me something because of my ignorance of not knowing how their system runs. But she let me go, and she said, go ahead. And I turned around before I got off the bus and said one thing to her, and it, and it, and it happened that I was able to minister to her and bless her with prayer. Amen. And she said, what church you go to? What was it? And we shared in that. 
And she said, thank you. I needed that prayer. Amen. You, we, need, we need to always know that when we go out, that we are, we are, we are on God's payroll. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every day we go out because, see, we got a job, okay, that we, don't put, that we don't punch no clock because we are always on the clock. Yeah. We are always on the clock. And we need to understand that when we go out, we need to be just like this man of God that went out and on behalf who also declared to us your love in the spirit. Do somebody understand what he said, your love in the spirit? Oh, yeah. That agape love. Oh, that unconditional love. Amen. 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 That's that's that that's that's the love. But he also declared to us your love in the spirit. He didn't declare a love to them about me not being able to receive what you said from a natural love, but he declared a love from them that I could receive spiritually. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been around somebody and, and, and you could just feel their spirit? And, and the kindness and the love that they have for for, for people that that you that you can be drawn to them. Mm-hmm. Have you ever just walked around somebody and just and don't really know them but pick up that they have a loving spirit about them by the way they move and the way they're dealing with people that you could just feel the spirit that's in them. Amen. Mm-hmm. This is what Paul is talking about. That the love that he told us about you, we felt it in our spirit. Mm-hmm. Oh, hallelujah. There's nothing there's nothing more awesome than somebody being able to receive you with true love. And you don't even know them. And they sit there and talk to you like they've known you 100 years, and they just met you that day. Mm. And that's because they picked up on your spirit. We're going to go on and let our teacher who just got here. It was a little late, but we excused her. And we're going to let her go on and teach from here. Long test, long test, Bishop, long test. (laughs) 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 That was some long um, case, Lewis, we did. But to God be the glory, everything turned out all right. Amen, amen. Uh, Galatians 9. Okay, let me, song, let, me re, let me let me read this to them before we go. This let me read this before we go on. Although although the the Galatians already understood saving knowledge, mm-hmm. their leaders yeah. their leaders wanted them to know how to apply that knowledge. Mm. These are two different things: teachable. Mm-mm. Teachability begins with knowledge. Moves to, under, moves to understanding and then results in application. Come on now. I'm going to mm-hmm. break that down for y'all before I let, before I let Pastor uh, Nadine go on. Break and it you, down. Are, you are teachable if you're changing. See, the thing about it, 
And I just had this one, one of my pastors from over in the Bahamas, very rebellious, <clears throat> and had to break her down and let her know one thing, that you got to have a meek spirit. Meek spirit people are teachable people. You got to want to learn. Because even though I I sit in the seat that I sit in, I'm still I'm still open to learn from people. I learn from y'all when I hear y'all. Y'all teach me just as well as I teach you because the Bible says over in Proverbs, it should be when we come together in the word of God, it should be iron sharpening iron. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that's what it should be. And the thing about it, that what we have to understand is that we have to be teachable. It says that the knowledge, when we get knowledge, we should be able to be able to receive that knowledge, sit under somebody or whoever it is. The Bible says that sometimes it will come out of the mouth of a babe. Amen. That's true. But you know the only people that hear it is the people that are teachable. That doesn't look at doesn't look at the age, the size, or whatever, but they can hear something that they know come from God. There's some wisdom that they need to take heed to. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. And we have to understand that totally. He also says here. Teachability begins with knowledge. Wow. That means if I'm able to be taught, I'm able to receive knowledge. Amen. Mm -hmm. Because you know what happened? When you read that scripture, it says my people pass for the lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. It lets you know one because they didn't want to receive no knowledge. You got to read the, the second part of that. If you don't want to receive no knowledge, you won't be taught no knowledge. You won't get it. Mm-hmm. Nah. And a lot of a lot of people are in the house of God today, and they're not learning what they should be learning because they don't want to learn the things from the from the least. Mm. And how, how like how can you lead if you? Uh, oh wow, that was the noise outside. How can you lead if you're not ready to be led? And how can you teach someone if you can't let someone teach you? I think we learn something new every day. Mm. Every day, every well, day. That, that's one thing that that if you're on the, I don't, I love this kind of Bible study. I don't like closed Bible studies where you want to tell me everything. And and this is an open Bible study for anyone that's on the line. And we're, we're again, we're in um, Galatians. I'm going to say it right, Pastor. Galatians. <laughs> uh, the first chapter, thank you. The first chapter, and we're down at the eighth verse. But, and I'm just expound, expounding on something right now. But the thing is, you got to understand, I will not sit in a Bible study. I will not sit in a Sunday school lesson that I cannot share the word of God. Because one thing about it, you don't know what I don't know if you try to tell me everything that you want me to know. Mm. 
Amen. And I think that's not fair to you that you study the word like I study the word. You go, you study your Sunday school lesson like like everybody else study their Sunday school lesson. And I and I'm one that a lot of people don't like me because I put people in check about that. Mm-mm. If you're a teacher, and I was a school teacher, I had to I had to hear my students to understand what they didn't know. Amen. I had to hear my students to be able to correct them in the things that they needed to be corrected in and understanding. You can't, you can't want to teach somebody if you can't hear somebody. If you got a pastor that you can't talk to him and he want to tell you every day, every day, and you can't never speak on what, then you need to go to God and find out is that the place you need to be. Because you need somebody to be able to hear from you like you hear from them. Amen. And I'm just answering your question, Pastor David. And it says that when you have knowledge, knowledge moves you into understanding. Yeah. And the result, and this is what what you get, is application. What happens is that when you start getting the knowledge, and you start getting to understand it, you're able to apply this to your Christian walk. You can't apply nothing that you don't understand. Amen. And this is what Paul was talking to the church of Galatians tonight. And he was saying to them about you are teachable if you're changing. And see, when you when you know that you're starting to make changes, it's because you've been absorbing the things that you've been taught, and you've been bringing application to it in your life. We want to turn it over to you, Pastor. Who is this? And um, verse ten, Colossians verse ten. We can hear you. Amen. That you might walk that you might mark worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. He's telling us here that we should be walking worthy of the Lord. We should be living according to the word. We should be, our life should be pleasing to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hold and on, Pastor. We Pastor, there, Pastor where, where did you read from? Um, You said 10. No, nine. Oh, nine. Nine. I, st- I stopped at eight. That's why I knew. <laughs> okay. I stopped at eight. All right. Okay. It's this. Um, nine says, for this case, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual knowledge. So we have not stopped praying. We have not stopped praying for you. He's telling us that he is, he, well, he was telling the, Colossi, um, the Colossians that he has not stopped praying for them. He has not pr- pr- stopped praying since the day he first brought the word to them. And he has asked um, God to, um, to, to give them the knowledge, to give them the knowledge and to give them what is his will for their life, to give them the spiritual wisdom and understanding, not your understanding, but the knowledge and the wisdom that comes from out the Bible. He is asking God to to complete his people. 
we all we all say we know the words. We all read the words, but we all don't really know the words. We get we we read it, but we really don't understand it. And here, uh, Epaphras is asking. He said he has not stopped praying for them since he first came to them and started spreading the word to them, teaching them the word. And he said he is he is praying to God that God would make them the complete. He would give them the knowledge of the word. He would show them with his will what the word is, what the word is, and how it should be applied to their lives. He said to them that um he he wanted to give them spiritual wisdom. You can get wisdom out of a book, any book. But can you get the wisdom of God out of a book? The wisdom of God is totally different from the wisdom that you get out of a book. That's man's wisdom. See, man's wisdom is nothing like the wisdom that the word of God can give you. Because, see, God knows all he sees all. And he has created all. And he and, and the word of God, Kirkwood Donald always says, we have to get understanding. And Lord knows that uh, a lot of times... We, we we listen to what a preacher say and we just go along with it. But we got to get understanding for ourselves. And this is why this minister right here is praying. He's praying. He said he's praying without ceasing that we will get knowledge, complete knowledge for ourselves, that we will get obtain the wisdom for ourselves. We will get understanding for ourselves, not just what he's taught us, but we have to take it up and learn for ourselves. Amen. And a lot of times, that's the problem with a lot of churches. You walk, you, you sit there, and you hear the pastor preaching. Oh, he, whatever he said is true, but know what he says is true. Don't just just don't just go along with it. Read up with it later on. Find out. Take notes. Know for yourself what is. I take notes every time a preacher preaches on Wednesday. I take notes. I take notes. I want to know what you're talking about, and I want to be able to, when I get off the phone with you, I want to be able to understand what I'm reading. Not because you told me, but I need to to understand from it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Oh, yeah. I'm going to, anyone got something they want to say? This This is an open forum Bible study. If anybody got a comment, they can make a comment. Well, I got a, I I got a comment. Amen. And I I want to take you somewhere. And what was this read to you? Okay. It says for this. It says for this reason we also since the day we heard it. Mm-hmm. And, did, and we got to understand what did they hear? The word of God. Uh, no, this is this is what Paul is saying to them. From this, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. So, what Paul heard was a desire to want to know more of who Christ Jesus was, and that some of them, that some of them wanted to see seek who God is. And if, and if I can share something with y'all for understanding. We should be able to do the same thing for our unsaved family members, our unsaved <laughs> children. We want them to get saved, but are we are we praying for the ones that want to know 
are we praying for them? And this is what Paul is sharing with us, that he's praying for them that have a zeal or have a, a desire to want to know who Christ Jesus is. Amen. You know, that's why he says here, he says, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Amen. You know what I'm saying? See, I've been around a lot of older people for a long time, and my mama mm-hmm. and my grandmama and them, they were the same way. They were praying for us to get saved, praying for us to get saved. But were they praying that we would get the knowledge of who God really is in our life? Were they praying that we would get the understanding so when we got the knowledge, we would be able to understand who he was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to be able to start doing to pray on CC. My grandmother used to lay there and pray every time we went to the Jeep joint when I went down south. They'd pray all night and, and be waiting for us sitting up in the chair when we were real young to see us when we came in. And we knew they was praying until we came in that door. Amen. Amen. But they wasn't praying for us to get our understanding to hearing from God to make us turn from what we were doing. And that's Amen. what we got to that's what we got to pray over this generation that's around us. This, this generation around us, they need our prayer. And the prayer that they need is the one that Paul is talking about. They need a prayer that they can get the knowledge of who God is. They need a prayer that they can get an understanding. And that when they get it, that they be able to move in the will of God when it comes into their life. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I, I just want to say that. There's nothing that the pastor said was wrong. But I no, I, like, to, I like how you I like how you opened that up. Yeah, I wanted to break it down because I wanted you to see where y'all sat with the, the disciples that were with Paul. That y'all sitting that same seat as being children of God, because y'all saved, mm-hmm. sanctified, and blessed with the Holy Ghost. Then mm-hmm. y'all should be able to be just like Paul and them without cease praying for those that y'all are yearning to be saved and to find salvation. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. So, Amen. He, he is talking to the um, I can't Galatians. Right. Okay, because I'm gonna tell you, I didn't get a whole lot of study in it. It's because I I did that case. And I was doing three case loads, but I was. No, you want me? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll go on and teach you then. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll go on and teach you because you didn't get a lot this of study. Not, I do the same not. thing. With I do the same thing, huh? I love you, Sadat. All right, man. I do the same thing with Pastor Tall. <laughs> I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't get a chance to really That's go okay. off like I usually do. That's okay. It said that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him and being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I want to know, I want to ask somebody, what? Does he mean that you would walk worthy? Somebody tell me. And I don't want you to tell me, Pastor. I want okay. to hear somebody else. I got a <laughs> bunch of other people on the line, and I want to hear what that says to them about walking worthy. Amen. Come on, missionary. Okay. Um, I was just thinking on it, but... Um... Somebody put their phone on mute. They outside. Show <laughs> <laughs> that's the car is going to pass. Amen. Oh, okay. You know oh, what I mean. 
Yeah, I know where you live at. I forget about that block. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Can somebody tell me? Because God is saying here, and, and, and what the word is saying, I'm going to read it to you one more time because I want you all to get it, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, mm. fully, ple- fully pleasing him and being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Come on, somebody. Okay, well, um, my understanding is that, as you said earlier, when we read the scripture, that not only do you just read the words, but you have the knowledge of what the Father wants, his will. So if we understand what God, the Father, wants us to do when we study his word, we know what pleases him, and we are successful with the wisdom and the understanding spiritually that then we can walk and and be worthy unto the Lord and pleasing in his sight because everything we do is going to be fruitful because we have so much from the Old Testament to the New Testament. We have the things that he's written down in the Ten Commandments that shows us clearly what is sin. You know, that's the basic. And so we know what we should not do without a shadow of a doubt. If we read that much of the scripture, we know that that's not pleasing to God. And and if we study the scripture, then the Holy Spirit will begin to unravel some of the mysteries. And like you say, every time we fellowship together, every time we sit down and we read alone, We'll get to understand more. The puzzles, pieces will start uh, joining and start seeing the bigger picture, exactly what it is that our life that he gave us was to serve him and to love him and to be obedient to his will. And if we can just hold on to that until he takes us to the next level, it will be pleasing to the Lord. We will be worthy of that walk with him because he knows our heart and he knows that we're really trying, not faking in front of people, but in our heart, he can see that we're, we're, we're trying our best to grasp it. And we're, we're doing, you know, uh, we're trying to walk that good walk. Amen. He knows, knows even if we don't be successful all the time, he's he's, he's loving us because we're loving him. Amen. Amen. Do right. That's what I'm bursting open. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? You bursting open, Bishop. Amen. I am. Amen. 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 The missionary is right there. Right there. All right? She's right there because one thing she said that when we think, we can fake God. We can't fake him. No. Amen. Oh, no. <laughs> so you can try to fake God all you want to, but you can't fake God. Now, you may be able to fake me, but you can't fake God. He knows. He knows. I, I want to give you I want to give you what the word of God said. Amen. If y'all would, if y'all would, I want y'all to, to just hold your place in Galatians. I mean, Galatians. And, um... Go over to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Okay. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you. It said, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of your calling, with which you were called with all loneliness, with gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endearing to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Amen. Do you hear, what, do you hear what, what the characteristics that he's saying, and I want you to walk worthy? This is what I want you to walk worthy. He says walk worthy unto the Lord. And this is how you walk worthy, in, low, in lowness, mm-hmm. in gentleness. You know, you know, you should be. Sorry. He'll be right back. Oh, okay. We should not meet. You know how you meet some of the meanest people in the church and you say, what? We should not be meeting each other with with evils and and mean spirits inside the body of Christ. The body of Christ, Jesus told us that we should love one another. Mm. And here it says gentleness. We should have gentleness with each other. I should be able to did not wrestle with you about some understanding and get in an argument with you, but I should be gentle with you that I may be able to take time to understand what you're telling me. Yeah. And it also it also says long suffering. We gotta we gotta be long suffering with one another because God is long suffering with us. Yeah, you don't do everything right, and I don't do everything right, but yet God still deals with us even in our shortcomings. Yes, He does. Amen. Yeah. We should be able to deal with each other in our shortcomings. This is walking worthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we can endure your shortcomings because you know what? How can I get on you about yours and I got mine? Okay. <laughs> How can I get on you about yours and I got mine? Okay. Bearing with one another in love. We should be able to love each other all the time. The Bible tells you one thing about love. It says love covers much sin. I could even be able to love you through the the shortcomings that you may commit. You may went out last night and got drunk, and and I don't know what reason, but I should love you through your drunkenness. Amen. 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 I'm about to send you down there cussing everybody out. Mm. I should love you through that action that you just performed but I should still show you love. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't convert you. I mean, I should not I should not condemn you in no manner or act ugly with you about what you did, but I should love you through what you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you wanted to walk just as the Lord walked. Amen. Amen. Wanted, <laughs> that's a hard one, Bishop. That's Amen. And you, and you got to understand that. Jesus went through a lot of stuff with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but mm-hmm. he, still showed, he still showed them love. Mm-hmm. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, love never ended, and, and Judas came and kissed him, and he was going to his death. And Peter cut off a soldier's ear, but the love of Christ put the ear back on and, and, and mended it, that that man would still have his ear, and that man was taking him to go die. Mm-hmm. But yet, he mm-hmm. still showed love. hmm can I share something with you? Yes, um, you can. Because I'm I'm reading from 
uh, also a King James Version. Uh, Amen. And this is the word vocation. And uh, verse uh, 1 and 4th chapter reads, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, or beg you, right, beseech me Amen. that ye walk worthy of the vocation. Mm-hmm. If ye are called. So I looked up the word vocation. I was pretty sure I understood what it meant, but I looked it up to see anyway. And vocation is a strong feeling of suitability for a particular career. Or mm-hmm. Amen. So he mm-hmm. said that we're walking in this, in this, in this, this job, mm-hmm. this occupation, this work. And which where wherewith ye are called, he called us to do this job. I never saw it like that, like a like mm. he called us, mm-hmm. called us to do what to do a vocation, a job. Yeah. So when they say service, it all comes together now, and um, then it goes on to say what you read, all the characteristics like with all lowliness and meekness. And long spring, and then underneath it, it says there is one body, says Paul, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. have been given many gifts and abilities, mm-hmm. and unity does not just happen. We have Amen. to work at it. We have to work at it. That's right. Differences among people can lead to division. Mm-hmm. Should not be true in the church. Instead of concentrating on what divides us, I don't like that person. I don't like the, the way she moves. I don't like the outfit she wears. I don't like, <laughs> you know, we should not allow that to become a division. But this should not be true in the church. Instead of concentrating on what divides us, we should remember what unites us. Amen. One Amen. body, one spirit. One future of calling and one Lord. Amen. One, one baptismal, one God. These are all the things we have in common, no matter what else we might do that's not pleasing to each other. Mm-hmm. But that that differences should not stop us and make us divided. We should we know that it's gonna take time, like God is waiting for us. He's been waiting a long time for us to get it together. Amen. Well, one thing, you gotta, one thing you got to understand is some of y'all may have been late coming, and I'm just going to go back over it, mm-hmm. is that I told everybody from the beginning that we got a job and we're not on nobody's clock. The thing about it, and, and I know God instituted me to, to be able to step in and teach this tonight because that was in the opening that I was letting everybody know one thing, that God don't have us on no time clock. That our job, our job, we're, we're always on our job. We're supposed Amen. to be always on our job. Amen. Because when we, when we accepted the calling on our lives from Christ Jesus, that we accepted the job that he gave us. Amen. Amen. You know Amen. what I'm saying? And there is, Amen. and when you, you, you just went and looked up that word, and that word lets you know that we've been called to a job. Yes. And we accepted the job, and our job ain't got no time clock. Amen. Ain't got no time clock. <laughs> ain't like we punch in and we punch out. We, yes. are, we are always supposed to be on our job. 
like a police officer. They never off duty. Every time they see a Even car, they, jump yep, in. You're right. They always. I don't care where they at. They still on the. They still working. People and one thing we gotta understand is that the devil is always on his job. So oh, we yeah. need to always be on our. <laughs> we always need to be on our. We always need to be out there sharing the word. We always need to be stopping and praying for people. And I'm in a rush. I got to hurry up to work. No, that person needs some prayer. I'm going to stop and pray for him. Let me be late. Mm-hmm. Let me be late. Because if I could tell anybody on this line one thing, greater is your reward in heaven than any mm-hmm. reward you could receive here on earth. And you know what? I want my heavenly reward. Because he said, build up your treasures. He told you in the word, build up your treasures in heaven. The works and the deeds that we do here are being built up in them treasures in heaven. That no rust can get a hold of them, no thief can steal them. Amen. But nobody is telling you all what your treasures are. And their treasures is your deeds and your works that you do here on earth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you. Them, 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 some of them jokers, some of them people in the churches ain't telling you this, this over you. But I'm going to tell you. And My grandmother used to tell us as kids, let your goods outweigh your bad. I didn't understand it by, back then, but I understand it now. And I want to do as many goods as I can. Because the first time I do something bad, y'all going to remember my bad. They ain't going to remember my good. People always yeah. remember what you did bad, but they don't be talking about when you be doing good. They wait till you do something bad. But, I'm, but God is watching your goods over yes, your bad. Yes, uh, you all, you all back in Colossians in the beginning. Amen. That's right. You all back in it. You all in that reward, <laughs> that, that reward that you, oh, wow. Amen. So you, you tell us, we, we got to, you want us to walk upright according to the word of God. Amen. And put all those attributes that the, uh, Jesus has, we have to put them on. Amen. We have to put them on like a coat. Amen. We have to wear them. We have to wear them. We oh. have to wear them. And that's, that's awesome. That's so Amen. awesome. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Oh, I just want to finish out this in Ephesians. And it says, Enduring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. We need to be able to keep peace peace in the house of God. We need, Amen. To, have, we need to walk in peace all the time. Because one thing the Bible tells us about peace. Mm-hmm. And, it tells, and it tells us, and we, we need to understand it. What it says in the Beatrice, which one of my pastors on here taught real many years, about a year ago, Pastor Albright, she taught that. And it was an awesome teaching. And the thing that you got to understand, is it tells you one thing about the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Amen. We are the ones that try to, to, to bring peace in all situations. Amen. When we, when we walk through trouble, we're trouble walking through with peace. You can yell, scream at, at me and yell at me and be mad with me all you want to, but I'm going to be at peace. Because God told me one thing in his word. He said one thing, my peace. Not the world's peace, but my peace surpasses all understanding and protects your heart and your mind. 
Don't worry about it. Just be at peace when you're going through because God will protect you from even feeling the words that are being said to you and you'll walk right through it with all peace. Mm-hmm. They be wondering, how am I, why that woman or why that man ain't responding to this? They act like it ain't bothering them because you're at peace. Mm-hmm. Amen. No, let's go on back to where we're where we supposed to be. I'm hoping somebody got something out of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. It says, strengthen, and I'm in the 11th verse of the first mm-hmm. chapter. He says, strengthen with all might according to his gorgeous power for all patience and long suffering with joy. You hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that God is going to strengthen you as long as you walk in his joy and you, and you handling things with long suffering. Mm-hmm. There's a joy that comes in me. Yes. And he didn't say, he said, according to his gorgeous power, his power, not yours, oh, but amen. his power, his power is going to reign in you to take you through whatever you're going through. You just have to allow God, you have to allow God to be God. Yes, yes, say that, Bishop, say that. Yes. You gotta, we have to allow God to be God. We can't be trying to take situations in our own hand, and then when we can't handle it, then we want to give it to God. We got to get God it first. The <laughs> Bible says one thing: lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge God in all your ways, and He will direct your path. You can't direct your path if you get in the way and want to direct it, and then when it don't work out, then you want to give it to Him. God don't sit second seat to nobody. Can I tell you all of it again? God does not sit second seat to nobody. That old saying that God is my co-pilot, God ain't my co-pilot. I'm his co-pilot. I know that's right. I'm his co-pilot. I know that's right. Amen. Amen. We want we want to keep we want to keep taking it. Now this was me. This was me. I want to bring it to the altar. And then when I see it ain't it didn't um, happen for me, I want to take it back. That's what we do. We take her, we take it to the altar, <laughs> then we grab it back. It didn't go right yet. God ain't worked on it, so I got I got I got to put my hand in there. I used to do it all the time. I I remember that. I say, bring it to the altar like people keep running up to the altar for the same thing. Why are you coming up here and you still ask the pastor to pray for the same thing over and over again? My God. Mm-hmm. 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 Man. This is why Jesus said to us, and, and we want to just touch upon that altar. Today you don't see a lot of people coming for altar call. But mm-hmm. people don't know. Jesus said, lay your burdens upon me. Mm-hmm. That's what altar call is for you to go and lay your burdens upon him. I say this if it depends on what church you go to. Well, I'm just saying we don't see it a whole lot in some churches. We won't say all churches, but we'll say some churches. But the thing is that when you go to the altar, you need to leave it at the altar. That's right. I I had a sermon many, many, many years when I was a minister, and I mm-hmm. called, and it was called um, the Little Red Wagon. And I, I, I preach about people bringing their, bringing their troubles in the wagon with them 
but leaving the wagon outside and coming to church and have church and then go back out and pick the wagon up and take the same problems they had when they came to church back home with That's awesome. That's awesome. Don't leave your troubles outside. That's awesome. But bring your troubles to the Lord. Because you know what? I can't fix them. Ain't nobody you pray with to fix them. But when you pray to God, it can be fixed. If you wanna yeah. if you ever wanna if you wanna see the proof of what I'm talking about, go yeah. into Second Kings, the twenty fourth chapter, and read the story of Hezekiah. Isaiah told him today, get your house in order, today you surely to die. Hezekiah did not go to no priest, no man. He didn't even go back to talk to Hezekiah. I mean Isaiah. He turned around Hezekiah and leaned his head against the wall and cried and made his plans unto God. And before Isaiah could get in the courtyard, the word says that God told Hezekiah to turn around and tell my servant, I saw his tears and I heard his cry. Mm. He only got 15 more years. Amen. Let me tell you something. Can't nobody change nothing in your life but God. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Lord. Can nobody change nothing in your life to God. You need to stop running to people trying to get an answer and get your answer from God. Because when I go through something, the first person I call is him. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Because you know what? I don't come to understand that he's the only one that can do something. You can pray with me and agree with me all day, but you can't change nothing that is going on in my life, but God can. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. And that's what you have to understand. He goes on in the 12th verse, and he says, Giving thanks to all the fathers who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Uh-huh. Sometimes you've got to give thanks to some of them leaders that have been over you, and you've got you to you gotta acknowledge to them that because the Bible says honor those that should be honored. We need to start honoring some of them people that put us on this road. I thank my grandmother all the time. You know she ain't here. I thank her. I thank my godmother because they prayed. They kept me, they kept the word of God being drilled in me when I was still trying to go down there to the juke joint and hang out with all them little girls and all like that. They kept pushing the word and to turn me around. And you know what? I, I, I glorify them because I lift them up. I put my, I, many sermons I've preached about my grandmama and my sermons. You know why? Because she showed me. She mm, showed me something. You. you know what I'm saying? you got to always remember them people that have showed you how to, how to walk in this life from the beginning. Yes, yes. Them people yes. that were, them people were, you know what? And I'm going to give you all this. Them people that were consecrating themselves all day just to pray for you. I know that's one. Jesus. And when I say consecrate, consecrate means they shut everything down. They didn't turn the phone. They turn. They pull the phone out. They turn the radio off. They pull a plug on the TV, and they just laid all day and prayed for you. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, Bishop, people people find that strange because at doing a certain two hours during the day, I don't what I turn the TV everything off. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear from you. I tell my kids, don't bother me. Amen. From from from, from ten thirty 
to about uh, about twelve thirty. I don't want I don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see TV. There's nothing really on TV, really. But anyway, but I don't want to. I I just need right now to talk to God. Amen. 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 And, and and if anything that we could take from from the old school is is some of y'all on this line. Y'all need to have days of consecration. Y'all need to just have a day that y'all just y'all just cut everybody off and y'all lay before God about your family, your children. You know, and those that are, those that are those that are dear to you. Because I'm telling you one thing: if you want to see a change, the only way you're going to see that change is you lay before God. That's yeah. right. That's Would you right. call it change your fruit, Bishop? Would you mm-hmm. call it your fruit? Your, your fruit. fruit. Because I, I say that uh, as much as I preach to my kids, because my family is my church, and much as I preach to them, and I, I think they're not hearing me, but I hear them on the phone saying what my mother said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, mm-hmm. mother, my mother said, and I said, listen, listen to that. They weren't listening. Yeah. They weren't listening. And you don't think they're always listening, but they actually listening. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even That's the grandkids. Mm-hmm. You gotta pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. You gotta pay attention to them. That your kids, that your kids are hearing what you're doing and hearing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Because, because they know that they know they know that you're laboring before God on their behalf. Amen. It's just that it's just the thing is that they ain't no different than me, you, you, and you on this line. When we were young, they were praying for us, but we still oh, wanted Jesus. to do our, we still wanted to do our thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that's what get me with parents today that are in the body of Christ. They forget they were a child one time. Mm, say that. Oh no! Oh no! My daughter ain't doing this. Oh no! My son ain't doing this. Your son ain't no different than you. Where did he come out? He came out of you? He got some of your DNA? He got some of them same things that you grew up that you did, and maybe a little bit of what his father did, or maybe a little bit if it was a man what his mother did, but he got you in him too. That's Amen. It's just like people call me and say, have you heard from your kids today? I said, no. Then he said, why your kids don't be calling? Y'all said, because they like me. Yeah. And, then my, and my sister said, you're right, because when mommy wanted you to call, you would go off, we would hear from you for three or four days, and then she'd be wondering where you at, and then you would call. I said, my kids are the same way, and I understand it. I don't go off on them. Whenever they call, I'm happy. Because Amen. I know me, and I know that's a part of me that's in them that they do. They may call me two days in a row, and then I may not hear from them for two months. I don't I don't jump up and down because I know that's me. You got to know who you that that part of that's in you, that's in your child, and you gotta recognize it and say, okay, that's me. I know that's why. You know, you yeah. gotta know. That comes so with we can we can examine ourselves and the ourselves, how we were, and then remembering that the God who we are trusting with our children is the same God who kept us and brought us to this place. Amen. So it's amen. We train them with the word of God, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart. We forget that it never says what happens between the child <laughs> and old and before. And all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. happening between there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I know where he brought me from, so I know he's going to bring my children. Amen. This is the point that you got to hold on like grandma and your mama did. They held on. 
know what I'm saying? <laughs> they held on. They held on. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you do because if you don't know your child, then you don't know you. Come on, you know, you know what the thing about it? The thing about it, you want to know who you are now that you that you've been uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 filled with the Holy Ghost, sanctified, speaking in tongues and all that. But you ain't always been that person. You was you were out there. You were out there just like they were. Now, now you want to act like you ain't you ain't a part of that. You know what I'm saying? You don't got holier than thou, so you can't remember. And that's why you can't see yourself in your child, because you won't remember how you were. And then look at your child and say, My child is my child is just a carbon copy of me. And I got and I and I gotta be mindful that when they do this, that's what I used to do. Mm-hmm. It's a different time. Just a different time, but they're doing the same thing you did. Mm-hmm. They just call it by a different name, that's all. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we have to remember that. <laughs> and that's why, let's go on. That's why it says that we, and see, this is what it says, that giving thanks to the fathers who have qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. You know what I'm saying? It was them that made us inheritors of the of the way we live now with the rest of the saints. Because, see, we ain't always been saints. And when we got when we came in, we joined some saints that were already in. Mm. But it was them that gave us inheritance because they kept pouring it in us. That's why the Bible says, "Bring up a child, put the word in your child. Always keep your child with with a little bit of word." Because one thing about it, that means that means you're preparing them to be able to inherit what's waiting for them. Amen. Right? Amen. Because, see, one one day that word is going to wake up. You know what I'm saying? When you think about the prodigal son, he went out, he did what he did. But the word woke up in him when he was down there getting me to eat that pig slop. And he said, you know what? I done come to myself. And that was the word of God that was in him that he came to. And he said, I got to go home. I know that. I got to go home. And y'all know that when we was in the world, it came that time that we decided that we were going to get that up because something crazy done happening out there in that world they living that we said, you know what, I'm going, I'm going back to church. I, 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 I'm through with this. I'm going back to church. I'm tired. I'm tired. That's right. I'm going back to church. This ain't my life here. I don't know why I keep messing with this. I'm going back to church. And it might have took you three or four times to really realize that you had to go back to church because God will let you go back out and you might want to taste it again. But then you find out that you're in a place that you ain't really, that them people don't fit with you, you really don't like them, and they don't like you, and you need to go back to where you can find some love. Mm-hmm. Bishop, that was my mm-hmm. club when I was in the club. <laughs> I, I, I like to dance to the to the um, to the music stop, and I, I found out that I, one day I went and I I just didn't like it. Why am Mm-mm. I here? I don't feel I don't like these people. I really don't want to be here. Why am I here? <laughs> Why? I, I mean, that's what I said to myself. You, in, I mean, imagine you you there, right? You came mm-hmm. out the party. I'm not, I've never been a drinker or a smoker. I drink my water. But I'm there, and I came out to dance. I come out to dance with Butterball. And then one, I mean, I went like two, maybe two or three times. And I why am I here? 
I kept asking myself, why am I here? Amen. And I Amen. I just told him, just stop. I don't want this no more. I'm done with Mm-mm. this. I couldn't believe I did it. Amen. Well, let me be free that God did it. Amen. Well, this is what happened. And and, and, and and we don't talk about it. We're going to move through it. But, but, but it tells us just what we all just finished talking about. It said, and he has delivered us from the power of darkness. See, it took God to come, Jesus to come in and deliver us from that power of darkness. And we all just talked about it because we were all in the world. And then he put us to start getting sick and tired. See, when God's got a calling on your life and he done told you, he's going to make you get weary in the place that you're at if you ain't with him. I know that. Come on now. It, ain't, it, ain't, it just don't feel right no more. It just don't feel comfortable hanging out with you, you, you home, my homies no more. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Just something ain't right. Amen. And, and you know what happens? It's them prayers that have been prayed over you. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing you got to understand, that all of us that are here now, that God chose us before he created the foundation of the world. We didn't get chose after. We got chose way back before he created the foundation of the world. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Amen. So we got created way before Christ came. Amen. Because Christ, Christ is the foundation. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all got something right there. <laughs> but a lot of people, a lot of people, you ask them, well, who's the, well, well, he said he created us before the foundation. What is the foundation? There was no foundation until Christ Jesus came and he gave us a foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you want to go to study about, about it, he is the chief cornerstone. Right, that's right. He's a cheap cornerstone. So anything that has a foundation has a cheap cornerstone that that they that they made the foundation after, or he guided them to to put the foundation in place. He is the chief cornerstone. Mm, what? Chief. We're the other stones, right? He's the cornerstone, the main one, and all of us that's been chosen and anointed and called to 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 do God's service and do his will here on earth, we are the other stones, like any house that's built on a foundation. You put one block and then you, that stuff in the middle, then you put another block or stone on top of that. If Jesus is the cornerstone, then all of us, his servants, is the stones that joint with him around. They'll show you a triangle, a triangle, and at the very pointy part of the triangle is God. Yes. And then on the other side, I can't remember exactly how it is, Bishop. I think you might know. On the other side, you, then you'll see the people on this side and on that side. But at the very part, at the very top of that triangle is God. Amen. That's God. Amen. And then everything starts filling in. Everything starts filling in under, just like a, like a, like the ch- uh, like the church. Uh, how do we go? Like the church formation, it starts at the top, the pastor, just like a family tree almost. Yeah. But usually they use a triangle for God. That's why he told Peter, on this rock, okay, and he was the rock that I will build my church. Yes. 
And we're building. A lot of people think that they that he told Peter that Peter was going to be this rock. But Peter, he didn't tell. He said, "On this rock." Amen. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and when he was telling Peter that he would be a partaker of the building on this rock. Yes. And that's who we are. We are we are the other stones that are built onto the rock of the Hallelujah. foundation of, of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are, we are the other partakers. It goes on to say, and converted us into the kingdom of the son of his love. This is how we got we got converted. Mm-hmm. And that means that we got changed. This yeah. is what we're 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 not applicant we're we're not applying today in the church. We're not converting people anymore. We're letting people come as they are. We need to start converting people. We need to, we need to go out and start changing people. There shouldn't be a house of God where you got more unsaved people than you got saved people. Jesus. Come on. Amen. 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 Just because they come to church, that ain't that was good. But when they come to church, what are we doing to convert them to mm-hmm. become a true a true a true soul that's saving? I, I preached this Sunday and it was something that we shared the word and it's been a while. And I and I'm a I'm a I'm a jump up and down about it and everything. But two people mm-hmm. gave their life to Christ after the message. Amen. I I haven't seen that in quite a while with me preaching the word. So it was just something that God was demonstrating that he's moving me to another level, that he's going to start drawing people to the word that he got in. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And that's what, it's, that's what we're meant to do, to go out and draw people. Mm-hmm. That, they can, that they can be saved, and after getting saved, that they can be converted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that converts you is the word of God. That's when a person is converted, when they start walking in the word of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, you can't read the word of God and don't be changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's a living word. It's a living That's word. Open this the word. You, you read this word every day, every day, you will to be changed. Something going to happen. In your life. Amen. Mm-hmm. It goes on to say, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. Mm. I, 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 I like that part because it lets us know what we receive in being converted. Mm-hmm. Because now, now I'm being brought out of one lifestyle, and what I did over there, I'm walking into a place where I'm being forgiven for it. Amen. 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 You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you know what? It's something if everybody in the church still treats you like they used to treat you because they didn't forgive you of who you was when you was outside in the world. Because they be looking at you, what is Deborah doing in here? You know, she be down there showing her tail off and acting a fool. Look at her. But she thinks she going to come up in here and do it. <laughs> and you don't want people, you you know, it would be something 
to sit around people that want to look at you like what you used to be and not understand that God changed you and made you what you are today. Mm. Oh, yeah. So we all got something. Everybody has something. Amen. Um, I, I just use that as an example, but we all, we all. When I when I go in, when I go in, they know I used to be a drug dealer and, a, and sell drugs and all that. When I go in my own neighborhood, but when they see me now, they be like, "Yo, what up, Rev? Mm-hmm. What up, Rev? But Amen. when I first came, they wouldn't say nothing. They just look at me. Yeah, he's faking. Mm-hmm. He in there for the money. He's trying to get the money. He done went. I had a lady write me on Facebook that knew me. She said, oh, you done changed your hustle, huh? I'm like, yeah, all right. Ooh, this was wonderful. And this was way back when Facebook first started. So, y'all, we going, I was one of the first people that came over from, um, I used to do that other thing, and I changed over to Facebook. But when I got over there one day, there's somebody, I can't remember who she was, she wrote, she said, oh, bro, you changed the game, huh? <laughs> I said, man, she said, boy, you done changed your hustle, huh? I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's somebody that look at you like what you used to be and just think that you changed over and 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 and, and becoming or saying you're a child of God, but you're still walking in the same habit. Mm-hmm. So, so Bishop, can I flip the coin? Can, can I flip that coin on you? Go ahead. Can I flip that? I was the uh, I'm the cha- I'm the women I'm the chaplain over the women, and uh, I'm the chaplain over the women. So they came from drugs and different walks of life, and I'm like, well, I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to preach or teach anything to them? Because I never did that. So th- that's that's when I said I flipped the switch. I'm like, you know. Why did he put me over top of these ladies? He said he took, put me over top of them to teach them some decorum, to teach them how to be a lady. But, see, I, I didn't think of it like that because the stories they were telling me, I'm saying to myself, I don't want to hear that. This, I mean, I'm honest. I'm being honest. This is what I thought to myself. Why did this bishop put me over top of these women? I don't want to hear the stuff they're telling me because I'm not used to that. I'm not into that. And, and I'm telling you, today, those same women, are fr- they respect me. They call me pastor, and they're friends of mine now. Them same women, they've changed their life. But them same women that I, 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 didn't, oh my, I can't believe I got to deal with this, them same women, those women taught me. They taught me how to treat them. Hmm. And that's why I said that. I said that. Mm-hmm. Flip, the, flip, flip the switch. Okay. Mm-hmm. You just don't know how God's going to use you. Amen. It don't matter what walk of life you come from, you still came from something, and it don't Amen. make you no better than those people that you, came, that, you, that, you, that you never associated with or been around. Amen. It doesn't. I had to learn it. So you learned patience from them, and they didn't. They didn't know how to be a, a lady. They didn't forgot how to be that, being in the world so long, how to be Christ-like. So God, they taught me that they were still women. And they were still women that needed love, just like I needed love. Yes, they still knew you were children. To, to they go and on what they were doing. 
They couldn't bring you into the world. You brought them out. You brought them to God and showed them that I'm the same as you, but I have Jesus in my life. I have the Lord in my life. Amen. Missionary. Because I think he knows what I'm trying to say. See, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is that, yes, eventually it, I did I, I did make a change in their life, but from the giddy up, I was like, not me. You understand? Mm-hmm. I'm the chaplain, and here I am, not me. Mm-hmm. Why, why I have to be bothered with these women? Oh, um, patience. You learn to love them and and not worry about these women. They're all children of God. They're your sisters in Christ. If they look at right. you, you can't turn your back on them. And that's what I liked it, what you all said earlier. It's just like going out there and they, they get on those cops saying, what you mean you come back here with no ticket? You mean to say everybody out there is doing the right thing? We know somebody breaking the law. So just mm-hmm. like we're out there in God's service, that's our vocation to, to spread the good news, how you can say you walk by all them people in your way to work or on your way wherever you're going, and you ain't yeah. seen one hurting, sick person that needs God's love and healing? Yeah. Not, you walk the whole day in the street, and not one person you could save, not one you could talk to, not mm-hmm. one you could give them some food for thought, not one. Michael, what, what you have to understand what we have to understand, it ain't it ain't. It's hard so for me to think it's, like that because uh, that's how I look at it now, that I've found the Lord, and, and I keep learning different things from you and Pastor Pat and, and all, this, all the teachers, all my sisters and brothers on the line. Amen. And, Amen. Still, where we have to, and uh, we be cautious and alert because God will show us who, who he wants us to speak to. But just like you said, just walking right. Just showing, just being at peace. Somebody going to strike up a conversation to you. I have to go look at you. Amen. Amen. The thing, every, before we move on, the thing that I want you all to understand, it's not about you all being able to convert somebody or save somebody while you all out there. But it's one thing about you all being able to plant the seed. The Bible says one thing, that one plant, and another one waters, and God gives increase. When we go out in our daily, while we're out in the world daily, we should be able to be out planting seeds. We're farmers, and we need to be out to plant seeds that somebody will come along and water it, and they will be a harvest. Amen. Do something. We got to. Great are the seed planters, I'm telling you. Greater are the seed planters. Yeah. Um, and it, if I may say, like, I know my 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 grandmothers, my 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 mother and my father, my grandfather, and he was the he he was there and helped build the church down south in Augusta. He was the uh, the, the the oldest um, deacon in the church, and he, mm-hmm. and I know that their prayers were stored up that they was praying for his children's children, his grandchildren, and my mother praying for her children, my mother and my father, and praying for my children, you know. But they put the seed in me. They, well, my grandparents put the seed in my parents, and my parents put the seed in, in, in their children. And then someone else came along and watered it. 
And then now I still got people coming on putting fertilizer in there. Okay, you 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 got a little seedling growing, but you you've been in there long enough now. As y'all say, with the milk, it's time mm-hmm. to take it to the next level. You know, mm-hmm. God. Is All right, Bishop, answer that for Bishop. Food. Amen. Answer that. Eat, eat huh? some solid food now. Take it, Bishop. Take it. Answer that for. Her. What did she say? I didn't. She said it's time. That seed has been planted. It's time. Yeah, a lot of people has got the seed and we need to be watered. Some ain't got no seed. We need to plant the seed, but God will show us. That's that's what I feel in my spirit. Amen. I, I, well, I, I believe that that God will show you. But one thing God told you, He told you to go out and spread the gospel. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, I, and 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 that's what God showed you. Who go out and spread the gospel? You got to understand one thing: that when you walk in the character of Christ Jesus, that one thing He says, "I have no respect of person." So it ain't about him trying to tell you who. It's about are you willing to go out and spread the gospel? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can't choose choose who we want to give the word to, but we need to be able to give the word. We need to be able to let the word flow out of us whenever God said let it flow. Amen. He just answered what I just said because I was choosing at that time. You was choosing? Yeah, okay. she was, that's her whole story. She decided that, you know what I'm saying, she wanted to choose who we wanted to, who she wanted to talk to, who, oh. she, wanted to, who yes. she wanted to show how to be a lady and, yes. and all like that. And she, I was listening to her the whole time. I wanted y'all to pick it up. But she was trying to tell y'all that she made the choice. She, wanted, she might hang out with, with you. Or uh, Pastor Robin Albright, but she may not hang out with missionary or Deborah because you know that's just not a cup of tea. So she chose who she was, and that's not how God is. God has no respect Amen. to person. It ain't about choosing, but it's about just doing His will. Amen. You know what I'm saying? We 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 can't look at it because the lady's a bum on the street, and and we ain't gonna share the word with her. Why not? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You don't share with somebody because they dress nice and they dress good? No. <clears throat> we can't neglect nobody to be able to plant a seed in to get the word of God. Because you might plant a seed in that, that lady that look like a bum and see her 10 months from now and be saying, and she runs to you, thank you, thank you. you be white like what? I'm that lady that was pushing the cart and you you, you okay. to me that day and it changed my whole life. My Lord, my Lord. You got to understand. That's, That's why I God do. says I have no respect to person. I do. Yeah. I do. And and I read something and when I was reading with my son, and I told him that my prayers are being answered with my children. You know, Amen. One at a time. And I think Brian has been on the line with us before, and he's, he comes on there faithfully with me. And um, because of where he works at, he can't... Um, can't talk sometimes because so much background noise. Right. You know, does listen and he 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 enjoys it. So I know the father's been been uh, been answering my prayers on that. And we read something I can't remember exactly which book of the Bible 
and exactly what chapter and verse, but it, I never forget it said that now in this New Testament, like we are, we are the like the priests. And in the Old Testament, we had to go to uh, someone else, the holy high priest, like Melchizedek, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, not Melchizedek, but like a high priest to pray for us. To, 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 now that Christ is here and we're in the new covenant, we, the believers, are now stepping to the point where we are like the priests, where we go and we go out and pray for others who prayer and talk to other people and minister them and, and so forth. And was I right in telling him, did I understand that passage correctly? Because I don't want to teach him wrong. But I'm pretty sure that's my spirit that God was saying, that you are now, all of my children are now the priest that goes out and continue to... Amen. That's it. When we came in, the Bible tells us that we came into a royal priesthood and, and, that, and that we, we he, he made us that when we came into that royal priesthood that we were all priests or ministers of the word of God. Mm-hmm. All of us are, well, once we come in and we have accepted Jesus Christ in our lives, we have become a minister of Christ, of the, of the gospel. And we are able to go out. As we grow in the word, the more we grow, the more we're able to share in the word. Amen. Yeah, amen. I, you got to understand, because when I was a new convert, I wanted to try to save everybody. I'm running around telling him. I'm running. Hey, Talk about God anywhere. How to fire on top of fire. You know what I'm saying? You can't keep fire. You're so happy you, know what you wanted to. I, I told him. It was like Jeremiah said. It was like fire. Shut up in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Amen. 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 But it brought us into a place to start understanding that this is who we are. Let's move along, y'all. It says, well, can I share this one? I'll make it quick. When we talked about this, my son, he got so excited, too. He said, Mommy, this is better, and it's similar to, like, a person hitting a lottery ticket. What's the first thing? Amen. Is share that wealth, share that goodness, that joy with your family and your close friends and then anybody else that you can help. You know, this gospel is like that to him. He felt like. He, he he came into something great, and he just can't. Himself, he's so excited. He has to tell, you know, those who seem that they receptive, their spirit looking and hungry. He shares it. He said, "I won't keep it to myself, mommy. I'm so happy. I feel so happy, even in the places that I've been." And working hard and miserable and disgusted and a bad attitude and didn't want nobody nobody to bother him. Now he's in a different place. He has that joy what you was reading to us earlier, just that joy in the Lord, and he wants to share it. And I I, I felt so good that I was able to bring him closer and thank God for you, the angels of the church, you and and all the pastors that's been helping me personally. My testimony that's gotten me to the point where. I can share it with my kids one at a time, and to see them smiling and happy, and every time I hear his little voice, I can <laughs> I can sense that he is truly at peace and, and loving being with Amen. God. Amen. Amen. Well, I don't Amen. talk to kids that often. 
proud that he has found God and he is so excited and 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 ready to do this ready to do whatever God tell him to do. He says, Mama, when I hear his voice he says, I, I just I jump right on it. <laughs> I and not like when I used to tell you go clean the dishes. I got to hear you mumbling, grumbling. For he said, no, Mama, no. when the Lord tell me to do something, I know it's the Lord. I stop what I'm doing right then and there, and I go ahead, and I do whatever you tell me to do, and I come back later and finish up whatever other stuff I'm supposed to be doing. But Amen. He, Amen. Amen. But let me move along. We thank you, Mr. Nelly. It Amen. says, he is the image of the invisible God, and he's talking about Jesus the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether throne or dominion or principality or power. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and that in all things he may have the preeminence. So here, Paul is just describing to them about who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ was here when the, when the Bible opens up. It says that when God said that 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 the Word was with me, when God came to create the world, He said. The word was with me. He let Amen. us know that. He let us know that in 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 the in first John in John. In the first in the beginning of John. He said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Yeah. And, and he was in the beginning with God. Did you hear what he said? He was in the beginning with God. And he's talking about Jesus. That Jesus was there from the beginning. And all things that were created were created by him, through him, and for him. Mm-mm-mm. And you got to understand that you were, you were made for him. And you were created Amen. through him. Because you had to be created through him to be for him. And today, we, need to, we have to walk in our life for Jesus Christ. All right? We have to stand Amen. up and walk in our lives before Jesus Christ. We want to move over into the reconciliation in Christ. Amen. For it pleases the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. And we are we are all the fullness that he's talking about, that we should dwell in Christ Jesus. Because this is where we live. We don't live in, we're not our own no more, but we belong to Christ. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Uh-uh. When you, when you got saved, it was no more you being who you wanted to be, but it was supposed to, you start to become who he is. Amen. Because you start to take on his character, and as you take on his character, you become more like him. Yeah. And Paul said it over in Scripture. He said that it ain't me no more, but it's but it's the spirit of Christ that's in me. Amen. See, it ain't you no more, but it's the spirit of Christ that's in you. Yeah. And he, he goes on to say, 
and by him to reconciliate all things to himself by him, whether things on the earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And he says that everything that I did from the beginning, I'm reconciliating, I'm, I'm bringing it back to me. And then, and now, when I bring it back to me, it's going to be on your choice whether you want to stay with me. Amen. Yeah. See, see yes. that's what you got to understand. God don't force us, and Jesus is not forcing us to stay with him, but it's got to be a willing spirit that want to walk with him. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's your choice. We will. God ain't going to make you do nothing that you want you don't want to do. Now, he, he, gonna put you, he may allow situations to happen that you want to have to either turn around or you want to still go through what you're going through. Amen. And that's your choice. What I love about him, he'll make things to make you want to come back. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Some, he'll allow something in your, your life that you, if you ain't, if you straight away, you're going to want to come back. It goes on to say, and you who once were alienated and enemies in your own mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciliated. So now, even though you were in the world and you're in the kingdom, mm-hmm. he said that he would reconciliate you to him. But let me, let me, let me take you all a little deeper. Because none of us, all none of us on this line, or nobody in the body of Christ is perfect. Even in our shortcomings and where we fall, He still reconciliates us to Him. Because mm-hmm. don't nobody live perfect in the body of Christ. Everybody, these and them, the most fake artists that act like they don't do nothing wrong and they don't have faults. <laughs> the reason, the reason. They act like that because they act holy in front of you, and they're scared to let you know when something done went wrong or they done fell apart. They done went out and laid up with somebody in a hotel or or went down there and smoked some weed or, or, or sniffed some coke or whatever, and it might have been somewhere they fell apart and they fell down, but they don't want to let you know about it. You know what I'm saying? But they act like they're holier than now. That's why... I don't look for nobody to ever try to put no condemnation on me and don't worry about it if you do because the same thing that you pointing at me, you need this fire <laughs> pointing back at you. So, did you know what I'm saying? You pointing one at me and, and, and there's three pointing back at you and there's a thumb that's waving at you saying, hello, you too. You got to understand that. So, the, hey, thing is, the thing is, I don't let people put condemnation or anything on me because I know they ain't perfect either. Right, but doesn't Scripture tell us that we're supposed to um, t- take, you know, if you see it, you pull that person to the side and you try to talk to them about it, and and if that don't work, then you take it, um, the, 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 the angel of the church? No, that's, you, if you have an art with your brother, you're talking about. But it says in the Bible that if you see your brother falling into sin and it will not place you to be tempted, of that same sin, then you need you need to help them. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. So that's the one. That's the one you're talking about, uh, missionary. And you don't them, but you do talk to them, or you don't say nothing. That's to right. Them. If you don't, as long as that, as long as what they're doing, 
ain't something that's going to drive you to do it too. And, and what and what it's saying there, you got to be careful if whatever thing that God delivered you from, okay, like mine was drugs, drinking, and alcohol, and women, then I can't run up and be thinking so fast about trying to save somebody out of that mess and got to go in the bar or I got to go in the club to go get them. I ain't going up in there. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't care what level I'm on in Christ today, I, I'm not trying to open no door of temptation for me. So, Amen. So you know what? I have to let somebody else go in there that ain't that, that never was confronted with the same issues that I was confronted with. So you gotta know, you gotta know what you can do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, if your girlfriend, if your girlfriend God delivered you because you was a shopaholic, and you and when you got your money, you would go out and buy, 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 and you got saved, and God delivered you from that. You can't run up and try to get your girl out of Bloomingdale. You know yeah, what I'm no, saying? I'm just, but I'm you, yeah, I'm just breaking it down for you. I'm you got to understand. You got to understand when that scripture saying that that you're supposed to help them, and sometimes you can't help them because you've been delivered from that same thing, and you may need somebody else that's been delivered for something else to be able to go in. So what I've done for people that have been caught in certain situations that I had to deal with in my life, I go get somebody else and bring them to go talk to them. Right. My question to you. Sorry. Uh huh. What I was getting a little confused about now is whether I should, if I see, if I see one of my strong brothers in Christ falling weak to something, then don't say anything to them because they're going to think I'm condemning them. Or you no. Say no. Something. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how you. Let me tell you how you do it. Never Can I tell you? So she don't have to worry about talking to Can a I? brother that's in drugs because that's not her temptation. It might be, like you said, shopping or something, but she don't have to worry about them bringing her and try to smoke some or sniff something. All right. But, drink. but that's but not still. her. So if, okay. if you can, you do you supposed to? <laughs> I want to get in there on your question, Ms. Nair. You asked a question. You yes. said if you see your brother... Should you help them or not? Because you don't want them to feel that you're condemning them. Yeah, okay? and you don't that, want that nobody. That was your question. That's the question I want to answer for you. How do you approach moving towards a brother and sister that you're watching, walking in error? You go into prayer and you pray to God to lead you on how to approach that person. Okay. You go to God and you say, Jesus, I need to approach this person. And I need to rely on the Holy Ghost to lead me in there on being able how to talk to them. And believe me, I'm a witness that the Holy that you pray, and God will take you in and and lead you to talk to that person, and it be so sweet and so nice that 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 person will be smiling and talking to you. And and I'm gonna tell you, I done happened to me several times, and I don't even remember what I said to the people. Because I just let the Holy Ghost have his way. Yes, amen. You know, when you let God have his way sometimes, God will use you as a vessel to go in there and be able to bring uh, come with peace in a situation that might have been crazy if you would have went in there in your flesh. But when you go out of your prayer, God is going to send you in there in your spirit. 
Oh, Jesus. I'm, yeah. I'm taking you somewhere. It's your spirit that's going to move you in there, and that's the Holy Spirit is going to be doing the talking. Uh, amen. You know? And that's why we pray before we go to confront anybody or anything amen. that they're going through. Amen. Because, amen. because we don't want to go in there in our flesh and make it better than what it was. And then make the person know like you. The person the person will say they're going because they already in their flesh. And you don't want to meet somebody in the flesh because the Bible says that the flesh reaps what reaps the things of the flesh and the spirit reaps the things of the spirit. So you want to go in there spiritually, okay? Because if you go in there fleshfully, the first thing you're gonna be attacked is by their flesh. But who do you think you are coming to tell me about myself or say something to me? You need to take care of your own business. See, you're going to be attacked when you was coming to be friendly. And this is why the Bible tells you one thing. Let no evil be spoken of your good. Uh, amen. Okay. Because, because that person that think you're an evil person coming to talk to them when you were coming in a good nature. Yeah. So God says don't let no evil be spoken of your good. You know, that's why you pray. That's why you pray. That's why we pray. Let's see. Where am I? 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 Okay. It says, you once were alienated enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciliated. In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach. In his sight. And what he's saying is that it was through him that now all that, all that stuff that you did, it changed you who you are. Okay? And as it changed who you are, he was able to present you, present you holy and blameless and above repose in his sight. Because, see, when he got all that wicked stuff out of you, he changed you. Do you know God cannot receive us in our sin? Amen. Because God don't have nothing to do with sin. That's why Jesus, when he when he bare, when he bore all our sins, and, and and he said, Father, Father, why art thou forsaken me? Because now God couldn't deal with him while he had all the sin on him. Uh uh-uh. uh, I ain't messing with you. You got you got that on you. That ain't nothing but the devil. I don't I don't like him. He was up there with me. He switched over, and all I want to do is crush him. So I can't deal with you. Mm-hmm. Amen. But through Jesus Christ, that was sacrificed for our sins, and through Him, through Him, we are acceptable, holy, and blameless before God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. That's a powerful thing. Yes. And above reproach. Let me tell you what the word reproach means. Shame. That mm. that, that that we don't we don't have no shame on us about who we are in Christ Jesus. There's no shame. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because if there's shame in you, Jesus said one thing. If you shame the me before your brothers, then I will be ashamed of you before God. God amen. 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 I'm going to apologize now. My phone is starting to a lot, letting me know the battery. Okay. And if I get disconnected, I apologize. 
I, I won't be able to call back because I have to put it on the cradle. <laughs> Don't worry huh? about it. We know we <laughs> we all getting them situations. I just want to. We can make we can make it close out because I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh, our pastor come back and finish 24 and let her go into the second chapter. So we're gonna finish this out. Let me finish this out real quick so you'll you'll be here for the end. We ain't got that much further to go in this one. And it says, if you indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. And Paul saying this, that don't be moved about anything. Don't let nobody move you out of God's hands. When we were little kids, we used to sing that song, that, that we was in the hand of God. Y'all remember them, that song? He got the whole yeah, world in like his it. hands. Yeah, there you go. He uh-huh. got the whole world in his hands. And that's what Paul is saying. God got you in his hand. Don't be moved. Don't let nobody move you out of that place that God got you in. Amen. Don't let nobody we move you. We have to stand firm. Yeah. Yes, and, you know, that's why the Bible tells us to stand and still stand. We can't yeah. let nothing move us out of where we at in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. He says stand mm-hmm. and still stand. Mm-hmm. Because we need to be able to stand even when it looks like we can't stand no more. Mm-hmm. Because one thing about it, and I'm going to end it on this so we can close out so so the missionary will be with us to the end of this. The thing is that one thing we got to understand that God will not let us bear more than what we can handle. He'll always make a door of escape for us. Amen. Amen. I didn't say that. The word of God said that, that he will not let us bear more. Come on. That's right. That's my verse. I want you to say it again so the the missionary can write it down. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. Amen. God will not let you. God will not let you bear more than you can handle, and he will always make a door for you to escape. Yes, he will. Oh, so no matter, no matter when you're standing and you holding on to the things of God, God will open up a door that you will get your peace. Um, amen? Amen. Amen. It's 10 o'clock. We're going to close out. Um, we thank everyone for sharing, all those that are here with us. Those that were here with us uh, next week, and I'm, I'm going to get on a case. She's going to study. She will, uh, um, fascinating, all, fascinating Washington will be coming back. And she will I'm going to do this. I'm going to study tonight. Yeah, she will close out uh, this first chapter, and she will move us into the second chapter next Monday. So we ask you all to be with us. Please join us Wednesday night for the Amen. revival of tomorrow night. If you all have time, um, join uh, Pastor Robin Albright on her line. She'll be talking about um, love. Do you love yourself? So come and join her at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. 7 o'clock tomorrow night, Eastern time. She will be on. Join her. I know you all got the numbers written down. I don't have it in front of me right now, but um, join her tomorrow night if the Lord leads you. 
Wednesday night, please come join us. I got to get online with this man tomorrow morning to make sure he's going to be there to come preach the word Wednesday. Yes, and Mary. Then, and, then, yeah, and then Thursday night, please come join Pastor Charles on that awesome line that she has. Um, I don't – and then we're not even going to talk about Friday yet. I'm not open to talk about that. But come join us on these next three nights and be a part of what God has in store for you and coming to join us with him on the, on the phone ministry. Father God, we thank you once again for your word. We ask you to bless all one that had an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying unto their church. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We ask you just to lift them up that they may embrace this word tonight and bring yes. application to their word, this word into their lives, that they may be able to open doors for somebody else to walk into the kingdom and be partakers of them of the joy and happiness that is in your son Christ Jesus. Father God, we thank you, we praise you, and we exalt you. We ask you to distribute the angels, look over their beds tonight, and guard them from any hurt, harm, or danger, that the adversary may not be able to touch them in no form, fashion, or way, that they'll be able to hear you in the early morning cry, and as you touch them with the finger of love, to get up one more time to go on in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, and we praise you, and we exalt you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As amen. I always say, and closing out this line, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And as I always say, we love you. We love you. Smooches, smooches, smooches. Y'all have a blessed and wonderful night. Amen. 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 You too, everyone. God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless you. God bless. Good night. Good night. Hello. Be a phone.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.